0: How big would your business be if every client who ever tried doing business with you, whoever bought from you one time or was a client at one point, if every client who ever tried you was still an active monthly paying client, how big would your business be?
1: What's up, iDigress listeners? If you've been listening to iDigress, you know that iDigress is all about providing marketing strategy to help your business grow. John Jans is the real deal on the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is one of the leading small business marketing experts over 25 years of experience as a marketer, as a speaker, as an entrepreneur, as an an author. Listen to the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast that is designed to give you marketing tips, tactics, and resources to grow your business. Something I love about the show is that John never shies away from asking the tough questions. Things like, is your core audience the audience you want to have? And does your business solve a customer's problem? Some of the episodes that I listened to recently was how to create marketing that can't be ignored. Ooh, that's a good one. Narrowing your focus Focus on your ideal customer. Don't we all need to do that? The Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, hosted by John Jans, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network.
0: Wow, that's a really good question. I would say for me, I think the shifts in my business and where it's gone has changed. So let's say the first client that I ever had in year one would not be the same client that I would want to have in year six of business because the pricing, the temperament, and the mindset was completely different back then. There's this lady I met, she was struggling because of the pandemic. She's a professional baker. She bakes those giant fancy wedding cakes. She's based in London, England. So she has, you know, weddings and corporate event, like these massive, beautiful, multi-thousand dollar cakes. And at the time COVID happened, she moved out to the countryside. She was around nobody who could afford her cakes they can't afford that in a little village, she said. And I said, well, wait a second. All your sales are based on one-time sales. I said, how many people have ever bought a cake from you? She thought about it and was kind of puzzled. And she smiled and looked up and said, if every person who's ever bought one of my cakes was an actively monthly paying client, she goes, honestly, I'd own the BBC. Well, why aren't they? Why every person that's ever bought from you an actively paying client? Now, you made a distinction. I don't want the clients at that price point, at that stage with that mindset. I'm saying if you upgraded all of them to your current situation and they were all actively paying clients, I did that number with another agency, another company. They said over the years, they've had 4,000 people buy their stuff from them. 4,000 people. That's amazing. It's like, okay, 4,000 humans. I said, what's your average monthly package you sell? And I forget the exact number, but let's say... It's a thousand bucks a month. So I said, okay, 4,000 times 997, that's $4 million a month of recurring revenue you'd have right now if they were all actively paying clients. And they were like, well, I don't think I could handle 4,000. I'm like, different problem. But let's handle the real problem. Why aren't they still actively paying clients? The good ones. Why aren't they still doing business with you? This is a question worth thinking about at least once a week for about 30 minutes. It's worth writing down and saying, why are people quitting me? Why are people deciding that it's insane to stay with me instead of insane to ever leave me?
1: What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress Audio Experience with Troy Sanders. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture and more coming to you in three, two, one. If you're like me and you're like, ooh, I wanna listen to the rest of that episode. It's how to achieve and maintain a growth mindset for your agency by Agoura Pulse's Agency Accelerator podcast that explores ways to grow and scale your agency with some of the most trusted brands and experts in the industry. If you search Agency Accelerated wherever you get your podcasts, or if you want to see the live video version, Agency Accelerated Agora Pulse on YouTube, you'll see the playlist. And then you'll see how to achieve and maintain a growth mindset for your agency episode. Click on it, watch it, and learn. You know what that sound means? We're about to dive right into a strategy accelerator. brought to you by Pulse. The reason why I wanted to start this episode off with the strategy accelerator is because it is about to be the nucleus of this entire episode. Now let's go back. Jarek said a lot of amazing stuff. And I love how Stephanie Liu brought up the point. If my customers, when I first started my business, were still with me today, the price point would be different. The services or products may be different. You know, I'm different, so I'm expecting a different type of clientele, personality type, maybe location. But let's say all those variables were transferable to your ideal customer profile, right? And you saw him doing the math. If they all were active members Paying you something a month. Not only think about the multitudes of revenue you have generated, think of how massive your community would be. I'm going to say it when you're thinking of buyers, advocates, and elevators, the relationship status of Bay. On top of all of them being active members, they're not leaving you. They have the same romanticism, infatuation, loyalty, commitment, desire level of attentiveness as they would to their iPhones if they're an iPhone user or to their sports team. Whatever the scenario, the analogy hits home for you, they're that level of loyalty and they're like, no matter what, I'm giving you something a month. And let's say the bare minimum of entry is a $1,000 a month. Now, The thing about it is most people would say, there's no way I would be able to get to that point. There's no way that would happen. And sure, this is all out of hypotheticals, but I want to bring up a very clear point. The amount that you're able to achieve as far as growth is predicated on your mindset to be clear about the goals, understanding how to leverage to get to where you want to be comprehending the fact that you're always going to be optimizing manifesting that vision into focus giving value in and exchanging a value executing 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 and obviously getting those results wait 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 this sounds familiar does it not hmm this sounds like a framework and if you've been with me for a while when i really started this podcast if we go way back to episode two which was really the first episode. Episode one was just like, I'm here, I'm doing this thing. But episode two was really like real episode one. What I expressed in episode two was really the framework of Clover. And now Clover has transitioned, it has expanded since episode two. But if you go from episode two to episode 29 to now we're at episode 40, you will see the progression of Clover. But at its core, it stayed the same. And you know I me. Mean? i'm all about simplicity i'm all about making a process that gives you clear identifiable guidelines and clear actionable takeaways and structure that now you can convert and make your own customizable system based off that framework in the direction you're trying to go to achieve the growth that you want but it first all comes back down to your mindset And not just your personal mindset, not just the mindset of the whole entire team of your organization, your agency, your business, not just the mindset of your community, but the mindset that you invoke on everybody person that you have a conversation with in and about your product in and about your service in and about your business and how they're seeing your business as a bridge for them to grow as well and that takes exchanging of value to a higher level because the value that we're creating is right now in real time but Is also going to pay dividends down the road for massive value to expand beyond what our comprehension of value is. But we know that your brand, your product, your service, your community, your brand equity is going to serve as a catalyst for that level of growth to happen. Come on now. Come on now. Ain't no one messing around on this episode. If you've been listening to iDagress for a hot minute, you've heard me talk about the six pillars every business needs. Simple, scalable, sustainable, systematic, speed, and successful. A big part of achieving these six pillars in business is incorporating them into the tools you use to conduct your business, like your CRM platform whether it's predicting consumer behavior or diagnosing the many what's, how's, and why's of sales and marketing. The HubSpot CRM platform has customizable solutions to help your business go from why now to what's next. Many CRM platforms are either over-engineered, can we be real for a minute, or clunky and unreliable, ugh, costing more time and money than they're worth. If we can be 100, let's keep it 100. A HubSpot CRM platform means you have a purpose-built solution that's tailored to your business and your business alone. So whether you're just getting started or looking for a robust system, HubSpot is ready to scale and grow with your business. With new features that allow HubSpot admins control of their accounts like never before, there's never been a better time to check out what the HubSpot CRM platform can do for you and your business. Learn more about how you can customize your CRM platform with HubSpot at HubSpot.com. I did two summits in one day. Afro's an audio summit, where I broke down how to convert your podcast into an amplifier for your brand and accelerator of growth. And then like two and a half hours later, did my own talk for the Big Push Summit, Q4 and beyond with my amazing group of individuals for the Business Help Network, where I talked to you about accelerating and amplifying your growth through the power of growth marketing strategy. And in both cases, I took the Clover Business Framework, which really is a mindset framework, but on stacked on top of it, business structure, organization, applying different KPIs and OKRs to understand where we are in our business cycle, where we are in our sales and marketing cycle, where we are with our team organization. It can be applied in so many different variables and subsets. And I just formatted it slightly different, changed the narrative, and they get it. And that's what I love about I guess how I've been blessed to how my mind works when I present certain things is just taking the most simplistic thing and applying it to where you are for you not only to just understand and comprehend, but to see where you need to make improvements and optimize accordingly to then pursue results. And it's supposed to allow you to do the deep work. Everybody wants to grow. Who's gonna say no? But most people do not do the deep work. They don't do the deep work. I want to ask you a few couple of questions and I'm going to make it all make sense in a minute because you know how I am. Do you want to make more money? Do you want to create more revenue? Do you want to generate more ROI? Do you want to increase brand awareness? Do you want to build your community? Do you want to improve your marketing? Do you want to optimize your sales process? Do you want to accelerate your growth? If you're in business and serious about business, of course you would say yes to all these things and more. You'd be crazy not to. But the thing is, most businesses are trying to achieve all of this on their own and are failing miserably. So stop failing and start strategizing. And I like to tell you this too, that I work with businesses who are aggressive growth-minded businesses. That means they're not only aware of the growth that they're trying to achieve. They know what the destination is. Now, they may not know how to get there, but it is clear and obvious as day. They know what goal they're trying to achieve and that's half the battle Half the time people come to me and they're like, sure, I want to grow. I want to make this money. I want to do this thing. And they have all this stuff, but they don't have a clear, concisive destination where we have to unpack some things. Okay. Well, you want to get to seven figures. Okay. How many people is on your team? How much of the time do you want to learn more things to offer more services and products? How much do you want to learn how to do ads? Or do you want to rev up your money to invest in hiring more staff that can do things better than you? And that's a longer term process, but it's going to be a more sustainable process for you to scale scale. Now, on the flip, is your marketing achieving the numbers that you want? Are you not getting the conversations that you want? Okay, where are the holes? Where are the loopholes? Where are the friction points? We we can get so lost and not have a big picture and then work our way through, reverse engineer it backwards and seeing where we're we losing the eye of the customer. Why are we getting such a high bounce rate? Why is our conversion so low? Half the battle to increasing your traffic from your website is understanding what you need to fix on your website in the first place. Well then, let me introduce you to this free tool. HRS will discover optimization opportunities for your website and help you get more organic traffic. You'll see which keywords your pages are ranking for, you'll understand how Google sees your content, which is key and critical, and discover what changes you need to implement to improve your visibility therefore allowing more people to know you exist so your traffic can go up so your bouncer can go down so your sessions can increase so you can have more conversions visit hrefs a h r e f s dot com slash a w t which will also be in the show notes of this episode sign up for the free tool connect it to your website and you're all set Is it our messaging? Is it our targeting? Is it our positioning? Is it the person having the conversations? Are we not having enough conversations? Are we hitting too hard with the sales process with the CTA too early or too late? Is the messaging ambiguous? Is the brand ambiguous? There are so many things. But when you have a growth mindset, here's the thing, you're gonna humble yourself and you're gonna do whatever is necessary for you to grow. I wanna give out a shout out to my coach, Coach Lonnie. I hired him as a personal trainer. And my goodness, what a transformation. And yet I'm not seeing the growth that I want to be yet because obviously when you're trying to improve your health, your physical, mental, emotional well-being all in unison to not just achieve a certain level of physique or stamina or visual appearance within your body that you want, but finding the ability to be in oneness with everything, right? And I love how he has brought me through a lot. And he's focused mainly on the mind. Yes, you have to work out and go to the gym and do all these things, but a lot of it's nutrition. A lot of it is counting your micros and your macros. A lot of it is being very disciplined and food planning and saying no to a lot of things out of convenience so you can cook real meals, be healthier, and know that you're playing the long-term game. In the same way, when it comes to business, when you have a growth mindset, you're going to relinquish all of these chains that says, I can't, and you're going to say no to things that don't serve you. You're going to say no to those things that don't help you grow. And so I work with growth-minded businesses because they're ready. They One, they're financially ready or they're ready to invest in some way, shape, or form to really put in the deep work, understanding that we're going to go mega deep on how we're going to come across this whole process and understand that it is a long process. Growth takes time. I'm not a miracle worker. No one is. You don't want to pay for a gimmick that's supposed to help you do something, and you don't scale to where you need to be. That's not going to help you. Not one bit. Not at all. I have seven phases, and I've shared this before, and I'll share it again in this moment with you. Seven phases to approach and growing your business. This is what I do for every client, every person that I work with. Phase one, introspection. Phase two, investigation. Phase three, idealization phase four, initiation, phase five, integration, phase six, implementation, and phase seven, innovation. Now, out of the seven phases, one of the most important phases is the first one, introspection, which is the examination of observation of one's own mental and emotional process. And you're probably wondering, well, why in the world would you focus on that first? And it's because unless I can have a direct link to your mind, to understand how you perceive what I share with you, understand how you see the world, really get rooted understanding of what the goals are at its core, what's driving you toward those goals, what emotional triggers and psychological factors all play a part with you showing up as your best self, the self that you want to be perceived, the self that you wanna claim and lead into to get the goals that you want, the growth that you want with your business or with you as a personal development, professional development, whatever the case may be introspection we don't do enough self-reflection of the why why am i trying to do this business why am i trying to achieve this goal what caused me to pick this goal did i pull it out of a hat did i throw a dart did i just pull a random piece of paper that i pulled an arbitrary number and said this is what i'm going to do and here's why we have to understand the why understand how you see the world how you think That way we can reverse engineer a system and a series of systems and strategies and processes and marketing and sales and community, all these different subsets of things to be in alignment with your best self. That now we're limiting a lot of the friction because we're customizing the whole experience around you. And unless we don't get to that part first, whether you're in the C-suite and we're working one-on-one to develop you, and then we're going to trickle this down to your team and then their sub teams, if you're an entrepreneur of one, if you're a SMB, if you're a public figure, all these different things, if we don't focus on the mind, nothing else can become. When you're thinking about the mind, it's a very powerful thing. For people to choose your brand, choose your business. I say this all the time. They have to know you exist first. Nobody can grow in a silo. Nobody can scale their territory if they can't be at a place where territory can be gotten. See, there are three modalities to master to successfully grow your business. Mindset, marketing, and money. Possessing the wrong mindset coupled with a lack of effective marketing while generating little to no money for adequate cash flow stops business's growth, if not be the death of it altogether. And so I help clients do three things. Activate their mindset, accelerate their marketing, and acquire more money. All to achieve more growth through the power of strategy. Now again, if you want a mega deep dive into growth marketing strategy for the mindset, your marketing, and your money, please go to episode 29. You will not be disappointed. I also will include in the link in the description below of this podcast episode, um, the video version where you can see me live going through my three trademarked systems, frameworks, methodologies to help you grow with your mindset, your marketing, and your money. My hope is that you don't limit yourself. At the time of this recording of this episode, you know, we're hitting the holiday season. There's this immense pressure, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what sector you're in, no matter if you own a business or a part of a business or you are the business to finish this year off strong with a massive amount of growth and begin next year off really good with new growth. new opportunities since people really want to open up their pocketbooks in q1 and they typically they may not want to open their pocketbooks in q4 so they don't incur any more expenses there's so many variables and levels to this growth but for this particular episode i really just want to focus on you know me concepts and i've gone mega deep that's what episode 29 is for i've gone mega deep in various assets of growth and how to achieve that growth as i've said before there are so many levels and different languages that you must be fluid in when it comes to strategy. And that's from brand strategy to creative strategy, social media strategy, growth marketing strategy, content strategy, digital strategy, and on top of all that, multicultural communications applying sociology, anthropology, and psychology within strategic advisory to compile the full view, understanding the personal persona, understanding your persona, understanding the audience, understanding the systems, how they're talking to each other, who is managing those systems and processes, the UX, UI, the messaging, the totality of the experience, the brand perception, the brand equity, the in and the out, the awareness, all that intertwined. Are we compelling people to buy? Are we compelling people to say yes? Are they a recurring buyer? Are they a consistent person coming to the website, consuming the content? Are they advantages of your brand? There are so many sectors to define what growth is. Is what it can be, what it should be, what it will be, and we got to take a breath and just realize and understand that achieving growth is like chasing from the east to the west, you're never gonna get to the other side of the finite growth ends because there's always gonna be new growth. There's always gonna be some new mark to chase after. And so I don't want people to like think I'm gonna get, there has to be some level of contentment to the conviction of what you're chasing after. And again, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying limit your growth. What I'm saying is that when you're looking at everything in its totality, growth can be infinite but it's also finite. And so it's finding that balance where you're achieving growth but the experience along the way as you're pursuing new growth, going above and beyond, whether that's every year, every quarter, every 10 years, whatever the case might be, the experience along with the journey to achieving more growth is in alignment with the life that you want to live. And I don't want to leave that part out. There are so many businesses that have been so obsessed with the numbers that they're actually hurting their brand. They're losing community and they fall apart. We have to find the balance. Even if your business is doing strong, what good is it for you to achieve massive growth and you can't enjoy it because you're working 80 to 100 plus hours a week now sure the work-life balancing is a whole nother episode for a whole nother day but it's not just about winning it's how you win in the manner that which you win and in the same way with what you approach with your growth mindset there's a certain way you have to win you don't want to just settle and i'll leave you with this fun fact for those who don't know my favorite absolute favorite nba player of all time is kobe bean now the debate: If do you want to do number eight or number twenty-four? Another conversation for another day. But Kobe Bryant had ten rules. The first rule is get better every single day. The second rule: prove them wrong. The third rule, work on your weaknesses. The fourth rule, execute what you practice. The fifth rule, learn from greatness. The sixth rule, learn from wins and losses. The seventh rule, practice mindfulness. The eighth rule, be ambitious. The ninth rule, believe in your team. And the tenth rule, learn storytelling. I'd like to think applying the 10 rules from the Black Mamba himself, Kobe B. Brian, coupled with my Clover business framework, clarity, leverage, optimization, vision and value execution and results, coupled with what we heard in our strategy accelerator, tying it into how you present yourself from search to branding, to messaging, to positioning, to marketing, to content creation, to sales conversation, to maintain the relationships even after the sale, all intertwined with a key thing that I want to pull out from the seven phases, we introspection. And the last... Of the seven being innovation you have a subset series of systems and frameworks that you can apply not only to your mindset but to your infrastructure to your processes to how you do things to eliminate the friction accelerate your growth in ways you haven't achieved before but it all starts and begins with your mind if you can't see it if you can't manifest it it will never be because similar to faith you have to move without seeing the full picture doesn't mean you don't take the time to research and do the data analysis and do all that you can, but to achieve growth that you've never seen before in your professional career or in the totality of your business lifespan, there comes a point where you have to push the trigger and go, and you're going off literal faith. I'm not making this religious. I'm just saying there comes a point where you just got to jump. You've done the work. You've done the work and you got to go. And the split second or minutes or hours or days or weeks or years or whatever that time span, that dash between no action and all in full action is all predicated on where you are with your mindset. And so that's what I want you to understand, that to achieve the growth that you're seeking, you have to first focus on your mind. You have to focus on the totality of am I clear about the vision? Am I heading in the right direction? Do I trust myself? Do I trust my team? Do I trust my process? Do I trust my mission? My why? Is my why? Is my passion? Is my whole purpose strong enough to keep me committed through the highs and the lows? If all that's in alignment, turn that key to ignition and let's go for a drive. We're flying, baby. We're going high in the sky because in our minds, we see the growth that we want to achieve and now let's bring it to fruition and I'll see you next time.
0: What's the difference that would make the difference that would cause it to become insane to ever leave? How do they actually find out what's the difference that will make the difference? A couple ways. One is a process I was taught by a business mentor of mine that's called thinking time. And what I mean by that is taking a pen and paper... Not a keyboard and a mouse, it's a pen and paper to get it out of your mind. And you're going to sit down in a quiet place with zero distractions, flip your phone over, turn off all the noise, and set a timer for 30 minutes. And for 30 minutes, repetitively answer, What do you believe the difference that makes the difference is? for clients choosing to do business with you or clients choosing not to do business with you? What is the one thing that actually makes the difference in them making that choice? You will get some really thoughtful answers. I would narrow it down to your top five and then take those and go ask. Ask your clients. is there anything worse than someone who gives you everything they imagine you want except for the one thing you actually wanted because you're like they're trying so hard like look they're really putting the effort but my god all I want is this and they gave me everything except for this. You don't want to do that in your business. And so when we ask the question, what's the difference that makes the difference? Brainstorm 30 minutes of thinking time and then take the answers, narrow it down to top five and go ask your clients. Are these the things that make the difference? Put them in order for me. Which ones matter most? Or if there's yeah. something not on the list that makes the difference, please add it for me so I become aware of that. And now you oh. know what to optimize for. Now you know what to fine tune. If every client was still with you, whoever tried You, most of our businesses would be really big, really big. The other piece of that is most of us are obsessed with business growth instead of business success. And what I mean is, a successful business is a highly sustainable, profitable business that continues to deliver exceptional world class results. Most of us are not focused on that. We're focused with how do we make a bigger business? And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at FindTroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening.